0: Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's Pastor Tim.
1: Happy Mother's Day. If you're a mom, would you stand? Can we give all of our moms a big hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You may be seated. Mom, could you stand? My mom. My mom. My mommy. (laughs) Uh, I love you, mom. Thank you so much for uh, birthing me, number one. I wouldn't be here without you. And I so much appreciate your faithfulness to God, your faithfulness to prayer, your faithfulness to um, your dedication to your kids. And we so much love and appreciate you. And since I have the mic, I get to do this. Uh, So thank you very much and happy Mother's Day to you. I love you. And to all the other moms, make some crazy noise if you're a mom. Hey, here's the thing. I know y'all have practice yelling. Y'all ain't fooling nobody because you're in church today. Y'all got vocal cords. Uh, I w- wanted to say how much I love and appreciate all, the, appreciate all the moms that are here today. As we've discussed already today, uh, Mother's Day can be a tough day for many moms. Uh, either maybe you've lost a child or you're dealing with infertility or you lost a mother or maybe your relationship is strained with a, with a mother. But as Sarah mentioned earlier, God sees you and he hears you and above all, God is there to comfort you. And so I just want to say how much I love and appreciate all of the moms that are here. Um, We've been in this series that we've called Connected. And what we've been talking about, we've called this a a relationship series because really what we're doing is we're talking about connections. And if you notice, if you've been rolling with us for the last four weeks, this is their fifth week today, uh, you notice that we haven't talked about romantic relationships at all. We've talked about foundational relationships relationship with God, we've talked about relationship with friends, we talked about overcoming betrayal, we talked about uh, being comfortable with who God has made you as an individual, but today, we're going to get into the romantic side of things. So if you're a single, bilingual, and ready to mingle, you come to the right place. We're going to talk about dating today. And here's another thing. If you've been married for a while, though, maybe five or six years, maybe 10 or 20 years, maybe 30 years, and and your dating relationship has dwindled, the fire is down to like just hot coals, (laughs) not even a flame, just barely warm coals. We're going to fan the flame today, all right? And we're going to talk about dating, but I'm not going to do it. By myself today i would like for you all to welcome to this platform the one and only my wife the mother to our children miss janice rivers
0: yes Woo! <laughs>
1: i love you so much happy mother's day to you oh, thank you as well thank, thank you, you for being an amazing mom appreciate I t- it. you know I'm not just saying this because we're in a public setting, but I love you so much. Our our kids are blessed to have a mother like you, and so happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. I love you. All right. We're going to pray, and then we're going to get into it, all right? Thank you, Lord God, for this day. Thank you for all the moms that are represented today. Uh, I pray that you would bless them abundantly today. Let them get everything that they've been wanting, Uh, that they would be blessed with all of the gifts and all of the blessings that's available to them. And for those that may be going through a hard time today, I pray that you would comfort them. Uh, bless our conversation today. Let us enjoy it. Let us have fun with it. And uh, let us be informed by it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: amen. All right, so today, let me set some, just a, some ground rules, just a foundation about what we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about dating but we're going to talk about dating from a Christian perspective because the world has its definition of dating and the world's definition of dating is uh, Netflix and chill (laughs) and some other things that you could use (laughs) to define dating in the world. Dating in the world is really about self-gratification. Maybe you've got a need that you want fulfilled. Uh, Maybe you've got sexual desires that you can't keep in check Uh, and that's where dating comes in, right? Can I... Can, can me and this person get to where we want to go without the commitment? But then there's a biblical or a Christian perspective of dating. Now, here's the thing about dating. Like, the Bible doesn't actually talk about dating because dating wasn't a thing in the Bible. In the Bible, there were two people. If they were single, their parents were involved. They would help them find a mate. They would get betrothed, which would last about a year, and then they would get married. So there isn't a, like a biblical basis for dating like we have in a modern context, but we do have some principles of how to go about dating. The thing that we find out about dating is dating in a Christian perspective is done with intentionality. In other words, if you're a believer and you're ready to start dating, this is the question you need to ask when you meet that person. Is this somebody that I could realistically see myself marrying?
0: Yeah.
1: And so that's what we're going to talk about. So we just celebrate 10 years in December.
0: 10 years. Yeah, so we wanted to first start off with kind of how we met. Right. And so being married 10 years, uh, it gives a little indication of how old we are. Uh, definitely <laughs> got, uh, started dating long before Tinder. Right. So there was no swiping. There was no sliding into the DMs. We met at the mall like good 80s babies <laughs> do. that we are. And so I was a store manager at Aldo in the Galleria. So this was uh, January 2nd right, right, right. 2011. I love it. <laughs> no
1: more discounts though.
0: <laughs> and so uh, the gallery is a tourist mall. So it's closer to the airport. You've got the ice skating rink. You've right. got the, the ginormous Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So easily every day around the holidays, we were seeing 1,300 to 1,500 people. And so... Uh, that's what makes it funny that I remember the first time that you walked in. Hello.
1: So, <laughs> tell them, tell the people. And
0: so uh, I remember Tim coming in and just us hitting it off. Like, right. you know, he was such a good conversationalist. Like uh-huh. we were having great conversation. Yes.
1: <laughs> More.
0: He was handsome. I know it's Mother's Day, but
1: man, this is good.
0: Um, and so, you know, we had a really good time, but I had all of my little my little teenage employees out there so I couldn't just like stay on the floor chatting this guy up. So. Uh, he ended up like kind of looking around the store, and then he left. And I was like, "Okay, like he's Thank gone." <laughs> and so he he left, and then a few weeks later, he came back in. And I remember seeing him and being like, "Oh!" And so instead of like playing it cool, I was like, "Oh, hey, long time no see! I've seen him one time." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey!" <laughs> and so from there, he continued again to pursue like peruse the store right. and. Uh, we ended up exchanging information and that's how it started. That's right. Yep. Does your story does your story go like that? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Mine is <laughs> <laughs> Is that how yours goes? Well, yes. So background from my end from my end, so I talked about this a few weeks ago, how I took the 2010, I took that year just to concentrate on singleness and the Lord. So and what's funny about it is I didn't actually date around, I wasn't the type that just dated around but I just committed that one year to totally being concentrated on the Lord and was married to ministry, Romans 7, and I really just took that time to really be devoted to the Lord. Then comes 2011. I had just moved here, uh, back here from California. 2011 was my, my year of release, <laughs> from i on this. But I didn't enter into the year like, all right, he it's went. January 1st. <laughs> it's time to go get <laughs> a spouse. Uh, I just entered into the year, didn't really think much about it, and then two days into the year, we used to have this, um, this youth conference at the end of the year, so we had that, and then all the friends would go to the mall and just peruse and stuff like that, and so I stopped by Zara, bought a pair of shoes, and then we went to Aldo, and when we went to Aldo, I saw you for the first time, and I was like, whoa, it is 2011. Two days in. Two days in. I'm released. <laughs> and I remember going like, wow, she is like, she's got really cool style. She's really pretty. And I, I said something about like, oh, yeah, you got a cool style. And then we hit it off in conversation. Then I walked out of the store and I was with some friends. And I was like, yo, this girl is really cute. And she seems really cool, man. I'm like to the talk to her. And they're like, man, go, go do your thing. You know, you, were, you got that swag, fam. <laughs> They didn't really tell me that, but you know what I'm saying? That's what I thought. That's what I thought they said. <laughs> You're irresistible, fam. <laughs> That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> so I go back in the store. We chat a little bit. By, by that time, you went to the cash register. So yeah. I was like, okay, how do I get to the cash register and not make this awkward? I got to buy something. Yeah, you did. But I was cheap, so I didn't want to spend $100 on some shoes. So I bought a hat that was on sale. I literally bought the cheapest thing, but I got to the cash register and that's where we started talking. And then I left and I still, like, man, I was like, man, uh, did I miss an opportunity? Like, she was really cool. She's really attractive. Uh, man. And so I thought about it for two weeks, literally every day, could not get you out of my mind. Aww. <laughs> I feel like this is the start to an R&B song, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for two weeks. Wow. So, two weeks later, I was going to Atlanta to go preach for a few weeks. Which— sh- Go ahead.
0: Tim told me—so he did not tell me he was a preacher when we met. That's right. Tim told me he was a nonprofit speaker.
1: Don't hate on my swag, though, you know what I'm so saying? So he did
0: not tell me— <laughs> That's that this right. Was, he was a Which nonprofit. Which isn't a lie, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a lie. It wasn't a lie. So he was doing some nonprofit work. That's in Atlanta. Right. that's
1: right. Well, here's the thing. Like, I was like, man, okay, so, so the context, remember, I'm like in full-time ministry, right? So uh, there was like this, you know, when you're in full-time ministry, there are these expectations of where you meet somebody, right? A youth conference, a <laughs> camp, a, you know, the church or at Bible a small study. group, at a Bible study. <laughs> and so... Like when we met, I was like, man, what do I say that I do? I can't just hit her with, hey, I'm a man of God. And so, and so, so when I, so two weeks later, when I'm about to go to Atlanta, um, I was like, man, I got to shoot my shot. So Wednesday, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm supposed to fly out on Friday. On Wednesday, I go back to the mall. and I'm like, if she's there, I'm going to grab these digits. <laughs> if she's not there. I'm going to take it as a sign that it wasn't meant to be. So that's when I walked into the store, and you were like, hey, long time no see. I said, fam. <laughs> Great connection. So that's where we exchanged numbers, and that's where it all started.
0: Yeah, and, and then, then we then, Skyped.
1: That's right. Oh, no, well, no, no, before we Skyped, yeah. on Thursday. Skyped, I know. So I'm about to leave on Friday. <laughs> this, it gets better. I'm about to leave on Friday. We, when we talked on Wednesday, we said, hey, if I'm in the area, like, you know, let's see if we can meet up. And so on Thursday, I just so happen to be in the area. An hour and a half away from my house. <laughs> I pull up to the parking lot, and I'm like, yo, I'm in the area. <laughs> Had nothing to do in Dallas, but I'm like, we're here. So then we met for coffee, and that started. Then we Skyped. On Friday for seven hours.
0: Seven hours. And also Skype. No Zoom. No FaceTime. Skype. Skype. Oh, Lord. I
1: know. So that that started our uh, dating, essentially. You know, uh, we kind of started off as friends, just chit-chatting and talking, and then we got into dating. And then almost two years later, we got married. Yeah. But what we wanted to do today is we wanted to talk through um, the dating process, kind of pull a little bit from our story into us getting married. Because here's the thing about marriage. How you start is very important because when you get married, you're gonna know, oh, this is how we started, we started good, oh man, we did not start off well. And so we wanna talk through it, but the way we wanna approach it is we wanna help some of you folks that are thinking about dating, maybe you're already in a dating relationship, we wanna talk to you about red flags in dating. So if you're single, you better bust out your notebook and a piece of paper and, and a pen and take some notes about this because we're going to talk about the red flags in dating. The first red flag that you got to be aware of is relational ambiguity.
0: That It's complicated Facebook status. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, in a relationship, if you are, we had an interesting story because we we're never friend zoned. That's right. Like I never friend zoned you. Right. I always knew like as soon as I met you like, oh, hey, I, I, I'm attracted to him. Correct. Um, but there are a lot of people that do. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. And vice versa. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> ben. And still am. Thank you. Every day. I love this. Keep going. <laughs> It is Mother's Day. Is I'm here, here for Day. it. That's
1: right.
0: Um, but you know, there are a lot of people that do start with that that kind of murky area of, of starting out with friends, which is beautiful, right? right? But there there is that that gray mm-hmm. of starting out with friends. And so, if you do, if you are starting in and you're in a relationship or a friendship with someone, and you feel like you're on a date, but they're never defining what that is, right? It's a red flag.
1: It is a red flag. So, so, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago, that there's a difference between phileo love, which is the Greek word, and it basically means brotherly or sisterly love in the body of Christ. Right, So you may be interacting with somebody and you're like, man, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. I love you, sis. I love you, bro. But then you start realizing like you're wanting to spend more and more time together just with that one person. So you're staying a little later after the party is over. You're staying out in the parking lot after church has been dismissed. Like you're starting to send them like, girl, I thought you think I thought you would think this meme is really hilarious. (laughs) But you only send it to her. And like you're itching towards Eros love, which is the attractional phase, right? Check this out. If you start feeling attracted to that person, it starts getting complicated. Right. So then the question becomes like, what if one person's attracted and the other one's not? Well, it just got uncomfortable for some folks. <laughs> you got to define it. As soon as you feel it, if it's one or the other, as soon as you feel that attraction, you got to define the relationship. Because if not, somebody's heart's going to be broken. Somebody's emotions are going to get all out of whack. Somebody's mind is going to be tripping because you'll start misinterpreting what the other person is saying.
0: So do you feel like you can be friends with someone that when it's one-sided? Like if somebody has an interest, if one party has an interest and the other doesn't, do you think you can still be friends?
1: I'll take a drink of water on that one. No. In my, well, I say this, in my experience, it's gonna be complicated. Um, from watching other people, if one person is attracted, you're always gonna misunderstand what the other person's saying if they're not attracted. For instance, a person is not attracted to someone may tell them, hey, I love your outfit. The person that's attracted is like, ooh, are they feeling what I'm feeling?
0: <laughs>
1: you're like, nah, it was just the shirt. <laughs> like, you've seen those videos, those YouTube clips, of of a guy proposing, right? And right in the middle of his proposal, she's like, I'm good. (laughs) Can can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? It's like, yo, somebody was off there.
0: Right, and the goal is to not get to that point, right? right. You don't want to get to a proposal and be like, surprise.
1: That's right. Yeah, just be upfront about what the relationship is. All right, here's another red flag. No uh, unrealistic expectations. Oh, that's a big one right here.
0: This is probably my personal favorite one. Um, So I think there's a a difference in, first of all, just defining what boundaries are versus what expectations are. So boundaries are static. Those should be your non-negotiables. So if you are in a season of singleness this is like one of the best times to be working on that. And I think that's that's been the sweet part of how this series has worked is for the past four weeks, we've been talking about relationships outside of romantic relationships. So first that vertical relationship with God Mm. um, and then also with, you know, family and, and friendships. Yeah. And so those are really healthy and establishing those boundaries before you get into a relationship. So those things can look like, hey, I'm not going to be gaslit oh. in a relationship. Right. I'm not going to be abused. Right. I'm going to protect my purity. Right. Um, those are boundaries. Mm. Um, expectations are a little different. Right. And so I've had girlfriends that are like, no, he's got, I don't like his hair Temples. color. Yeah. I don't like how he chooses. He He's got pimples. <laughs> you instantly went for the right. pimples. Yeah.
1: Well, well, expectations are negotiable? Right. Boundaries mm-hmm. are not. Boundaries are internal. Expectations are external. And the thing about boundaries is boundaries are the non-negotiables of your internal. Right. Protecting your heart. For sure. You gotta have clear boundaries that are gonna protect your heart and soul. These are non-negotiables. I will not be abused physically emotionally mentally or verbally that's a non-negotiable right i will not make you feel make, uh, allow you to make me feel belittled that's a non-negotiable expectations on the other hand if he's 22 and you expect him to have 150 bands <laughs> mercedes s class his own house Straight out of college. Adjust it, sis. <laughs> right? Right. Like, uh, in expectations, you kind of got to adjust a little. You should have some expectations. Oh, for like, sure. There has to be attraction. You can't be like, listen, I'm throwing all looks out the door. <laughs> Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Have some expectations, but those can be negotiable. But when people have unrealistic expectations, sure. it's not a good and thing. And
0: I think, unfortunately, in... In the season of having so much uh, influence by social media, we look at people's highlight reel and allow those to inform our expectations. (laughs) Right. And so we'll see people um, that are further down the road or we'll look at our parents and see how far they've gotten and what they have. And we don't, you know, we expect and put that on our partner instead of appreciating the process. Like have goals. Right. But don't go in expecting, like we went through that, like That's having right. that transition of, yeah, we have a common goal, but we had to work.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, you know, when we, so when we first met, um, you know, I, I was evangelizing. I didn't really have to, I didn't have a ton of bills. And so I had, you know, money in the bank and all that stuff. But when I came back, I actually volunteered at our church and lived mainly off of the savings that I had. So as we continued, we went from like, eating steaks to like, hey, uh, are you opposed to McDonald's? You know, like, <laughs> they have a great dollar menu. <laughs> Plus it's hundred percent beef. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, by the time we got married, we, we adjusted some of those expectations that we had. Uh, we went to, we went to Sri Lanka four months after we got married yep. and lived in a 189 square foot apartment.
0: It was intimate. It was very intimate. Very odd.
1: One room, not one bedroom, one room and a bathroom. Yeah. It was like if we had disagreements, it was like, I'm going to the, this corner. <laughs> Like, you know, we had to adjust our expectations. Yeah, there was no
0: running. There was no no running out. We literally had water monitors. I don't know if you guys know what water monitors are. They're like kimono dragons outside of our apartment. So you can, like, just, like, walk outside. Yeah, not by yourself. There's beasts out there. Right, exactly. You are in 189 square feet with each other. But it was that process. Like, I knew you had goals. I just knew those, like, we weren't in that season yet. But we built that out together. And so I think... Adjusting your expectations, um, and uh, but sticking true to your boundaries.
1: Exactly. All right. Key. Here's another red flag: no accountability. You got to have accountability. If the person you're talking to is mysterious and you can't call like somebody to check <laughs> on them. Like, ask them to come with a list of references. Yes,
0: do a reference <laughs> check. Yeah,
1: yeah. You bring me five references that I can call about you. If, like, look, seriously, like, they have to have people that they're accountable to. Because as you enter into dating, there's gonna, there are going to be opportunities for you to compromise your beliefs, your standards, your boundaries, your expectations. And if you don't have accountability there,
0: sure,
1: you'll end up being somewhere completely different than where you want to be because you don't have someone being like, hey, listen, like we've noticed that you don't hang around anymore. Your attitude's changed. You seem distant. You got to have accountability.
0: And we have, we've seen that play out too. And that's what we've talked about this previously is not allowing somebody else to define your purpose for you. Mm. And I've seen relationships where it's been like, oh, you know, she's dating a rocker. She becomes a rocker, right? Right. Or you know, she's into you know, he's into basketball. Now all of a sudden, she's into basketball. It's right. like having somebody that can look from the outside in and being like, "Hey, you're shifting yourself. Right. You're losing yourself." Right. Right. Um, or they're taking you away from God. Or right. you know, having somebody that's holding you accountable or making sure that they're dating, you're dating someone that also has that accountability Correct. component. Well, you
1: know, accountability doesn't stop after you get married. Yeah. So if you can get accountability started before you get married, Absolutely. you're in a much better position because you have somebody that knows you as a single person and can can also inform you as a married person. Like for for I had this conversation the other day with somebody, and I told him like I I am very intentional about staying accountable. So there are uh, certain individuals in my life that at any moment like they have they have access to my life, right? They know me very well, and I talk to them frequently. And so I was telling somebody the other day, my wife, Janice, could pick up the phone and call seven people right now and just basically be like, yo, I need you to talk to Tim. <laughs> like now. And they would drop whatever they are doing and they'd call me. For sure. And <clears throat> so I listed the name of seven people to these individuals. And then Janice and I had never talked about this formally. So I'm on my way home and I was like, man, I'm gonna test this theory out. So I called Janice and I'm like, Hey, if I was to trip, which I never do, and but never, if I was,
0: never, and, never trip.
1: <laughs> and you, are, you have to call somebody, who would you call? Name me seven people, and she lists the exact seven people that I'm accountable to. That's what you want. Yeah. You want accountability. If there's no accountability, run. Yeah,
0: and ask his wife. I feel safer in that. Like, right? I feel safer now knowing... Hey, there is somebody advocating for me or for our marriage right. outside of just us. Right. And so again, starting that in dating right. is key. And if they never provide that for you, it, it gets. Watch sketchy. out, red flag.
1: All right, here we go. Here's another one. Sudden surprises. <laughs> I was thinking this one was funny. <laughs> Have you ever heard of somebody like dating and they're like several months in and, and the dude's talking about his life? Yeah, man, blah, blah, blah. And man, when man, when I was in the penitentiary, and, and you're like, <laughs> uh, hey, I want to go back to something that you said earlier. Right. <laughs> right? Like, hey, there's nothing wrong. All of us got, you know, stories. Like, not everybody's been saved all their life, sure. right? Sure.
0: Yeah. But
1: If they got all these sudden surprises, you know what I'm saying, that are big deals, like, oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, I got six kids. We've been dating for two years.
0: Right, where have have they been? Where are these kids? (laughs) Where have they been? But there are people that wait until, you know, it's down the road. And the reality about marriage is, and, you know, if we're talking about a Christian worldview to dating with marriage being the angle, like, you're going to find out eventually. That's right. Like, you can't... You're going to get that knock on that door. Yeah, you're going to find out. (laughs) Yeah, so anytime we've given um, or done premarital counseling, we've always told people, put all your cards on the table. If you have an an addiction to porn, if you've had um, alcoholism, if you've had different struggles, like, let your partner know. Now, of course... probably not the first date. Right. Like I don't think you so go and just like spill all the tea. Right. But if you can't go and have that ebb and flow of a relationship where it's like, hey, I'm being vulnerable with you, I'm telling you right. what I've dealt with, it's going to come out. And For how sure. you start is, is how you, what you build. That's right.
1: Whatever secrets you keep in dating, you're going to take into your marriage. For sure. And at some point, uh, it's going to be revealed, and so you're better off in the dating process to go ahead and put all the cards on the table. And all the married folks should be saying amen right now. Yes, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. That's the pain. <amazing. laughs> okay, here's, here's, here's another red flag, and that is Christ is optional. Right now in our culture, this is a big deal. In a lot of dating relationships, Christ is just optional, right? You have a lot of what they call missionary dating, right? Yeah. Like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and date in hopes that she would be saved, in hopes that, that, that he's going to be saved. Listen, if they're just... And I'm not saying that you know God can't work swiftly, but Christ has got to be the center, and he cannot just be optional. Right. That's the, as a Christian, when you enter into a dating relationship, that would, that would be one of the number one questions that you ask. Hey, how do you feel about God? And if they're like, man, I'll take him and leave him. <laughs> Next... <laughs> Right. Like move away from that, because Christ cannot be optional in a Christian relationship. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Why? Because you're heading in two different directions. For sure. Christ cannot be optional. That's the thing I think was beautiful about our story is we worked through a lot of like doctrinal things, right? Because we're kind of like on two different spectrums of Christianity. And we were kind of discussing like, okay, what are the non-negotiables? What are, the, what are national boundaries, state boundaries, you know, local boundaries? And, but one thing was for sure, we both loved Jesus. Right. And we both were pursuing Christ. Yeah. And in doing so, Christ was at the center of what we do.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, and just to give a little background into that too. So I grew up as a pastor's kid. Right? I don't know mm-hmm. if there's any other pastor's kids in the house. Um I shy they are. And so I, you, they, they always say there's one of two kinds of pastor's kids. Like you've got the ones that kind of like stay the straight and narrow. And then you've got the ones that kind of while out a little bit. And um, unfortunately, because of, you know, family environment and how I kind of saw some of the political underbelly of, the church that I grew up in, I was in a season of like, man, I don't want to do this. Mm, yep. Like, I I don't want to to walk this out. I don't want to be married to anyone in ministry. Mm. So shout out to Tim for telling yeah. me he was a nonprofit work at <laughs> That's first. That's right. <laughs> See, I was
1: following the um, It was the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but for real, like, my heart was, I was in a journey of the Lord redeeming that part of my story right. um, when Tim met me. And Tim was also, he was in a really, like, full throttle, on fire for Jesus. And so we both had that commonality of mm-hmm. having Christ at the center, but we were in different places. It took right. a lot of work.
1: That's right.
0: Um, but it was hard right. when you're not in the exact same place. But at the end of the day, we both knew, like, That's no, right. it's Jesus above all else. That's like, right. if you Christ leave tomorrow, like, I'm still going to be serving Jesus. That's right. With Ooh, or
1: without ooh, you. Ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, you just hit a nerve right there. <laughs> Listen, if the person leaves and you walk away from Christ... You elevated that relationship above Christ. Yeah. No. You, we got to be in the mindset of if everyone walks away, we still follow yeah. Jesus. Christ is not optional. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about red flags, but here, here's, here's the plot twist, okay? A lot of times when we think about dating, we think about the other person. You know, we're, what are their expectations and how are they living and blah, blah, blah. But here's the reality. Whatever you expect of somebody else, you should expect of yourself. So we're gonna go through kind of the antithesis of what we just talked about. We're gonna equip you, so if you're ready to date, if you're in the season of like, hey, I, I wanna get out there, I wanna date, we're gonna give you five questions that you should ask yourself as you're entering into a dating relationship. Starting with this one. Have I identified the relationship? Not just wait on that person, that I'm just waiting to see what Earl defines us as. Poor Earl, man. Poor
0: Earl. It's always Earl. It's always Earl. <laughs> <laughs> what did Earl do to you? <laughs> <laughs> right? But but here's the thing, like,
1: like, not just like, hey, like, are they gonna define it? You have the power to define it. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 7 says this: think over what I say. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. And he says, think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. If, it, if the relationship is ambiguous and you don't have understanding and it's not clear, seek the Lord and the Lord will give you clarity and then bring it to the relationship.
0: Yeah, you have to be true to yourself first. Ooh. You also have to realize like, hey, like, do I have feelings? Am I, am I progressing ahead of this person? Are we on track? Right. And it's so much better to be honest with yourself and true to yourself right. before expecting that from somebody else. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, hey, if, I, if you have feelings for someone, get it out in the air. If, it does, if it's not reciprocated, then now you know.
1: That's right. Here's another thing, another question you can ask yourself. Do I have unrealistic expectations? Not just them, but do I have, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Some of y'all are like, what does that mean? <laughs> if it's good for them, it's good for you. Yeah. There are too many people that are like, I want, I want a guy who is 6'2", 215 pounds, straight muscle, six pack, great job, makes $150,000 a year, is very ambitious, ambitious, and has all this stuff. Here's the question, what are you doing? You want somebody with ambition, but are you? Do you have ambition? Are you lazy? Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Whatever you expect of somebody else, expect of yourself first, right? Like, don't expect all this stuff from this person, but then have unrealistic expectations even of yourself. Sure. Like, you want him to have a six pack, but.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm meddling now.
0: Thank you for not having that expectation. I didn't have a 6 not I don't have one either, so thank you. Thanks for not having that expectation. I appreciate that. Yeah, and Matthew 7-2 Matthew says, For the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and yeah. the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Right. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Yes,
1: right.
0: And so, yeah, just having those expectations that are healthy, but also judging yourself according to those same expectations, exactly. it prevents you from going into your relationship with an unhealthy degree of criticism. Oh, exactly. Because and you'll take that into marriage as
1: well. Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you have realistic expectations, and bring those out to the, to the table, right? Yeah. Like, what are we expecting out of this? What am I expecting from you, and what are you expecting from me? Because a lot of times, like, people will, will not talk about what they expect because they're afraid the other person will walk away or it's not going to work out. Let me, at some point, it's going to come.
0: It's going to come out.
1: <laughs> 20 years later, you know when we were dating? <laughs> I expected you to do better. <laughs> well, you never told me. And then, then you're like, you know, up at the church having to meet with somebody because you had these unrealistic expectations. Sure. Here's another question you have to ask yourself. Do I have accountability? Not just do they, but do I have accountability? Here's Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 24. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. When you live life in isolation without accountability it's dangerous because you define where the lines are and you're not that good at it not by yourself you have to have people in your life that can hold you accountable that that you submit here's the thing about accountability you set that up yeah right right like you as an individual have to pursue accountability well i just can't find a mentor keep looking until yeah. somebody says yes. Yeah. Right? Like keep knocking, keep seeking, keep asking for somebody that can invest in your life. You will find some, there is there are 8 million people in the world. Somebody going to say yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that's important too like as you do if you do enter a dating relationship, I think a lot of times there can be this void of like uh, hey, I'm single, but all my friends are dating. Mm. Like, there's the, that divide of like, oh, hey, I can't hang out with them. Like, no, continue to hang out That's with right. them because you need those people to... There's things that you don't know until you know, That's right? right? Parenting, marriage, they could people could tell you until they're blue in the face, but until you get there... Right then you realize, oh, hey, this is what they mean. And yeah. so staying around people that are already trying it, that are right. already in committed relationships right. so that they can pour into you and your singleness right. is really important. Yeah. Um, it's really something that saved our relationship while we were in the throes of discussing religion and what Christianity looked like. Right. Um right we have gotten to a place where we needed to reach out and have like a a come to Jesus meeting with what our our walk looked like. And if it wasn't for these people edifying us and praying over us and pouring into our relationship, I don't know how that would have played out.
1: That's right. And and here's what I'll say. Like this is why it's very important that if you have good family relationships, have your family involved. Yeah. Now the Christian principle of dating involves community. Now the world would tell you, Forget the community. Who cares what your, what your family says? You ain't just marrying the person. Not at all. You're marrying the family. Yeah. And so if you don't like the family while you're dating, it's probably going to get worse. Absolutely. After you get married. Nobody got to say amen. <laughs> <laughs> don't say amen. But today is Mother's Day, and you know how many <laughs> arguments are happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Now, the good thing is our families were involved. Yeah. Uh, my parents, my brother, my sister-in-laws, your parents, your siblings, of course your siblings were young, but all the family was involved so everybody knew what was happening, right? right? And then outside of the family, we also had community that was involved. So as you're dating, make sure that you keep community around you. And let me say this, if you are married and, and you've been down the road, make yourself available to those who are in, entering into the relationship yeah. and be real with them. Don't just talk about the mountaintop experiences of marriage. Talk to them about the tough times. You know how many times like you may enter into like whether you're dating or you're married, and you're like, man, does this happen to other people? Yeah. Then you realize they just didn't tell you. <laughs> right? Like, have that accountability. Yeah. Here's another question you should ask yourself. Am I vulnerable? Am I, you know, a lot of times we expect other people to be vulnerable to us question is, are you also vulnerable? Have you made yourself available? Have you talked about your emotions, your feelings, what you expect? You know, for me, like, vulnerability was not my jam. Uh, but five years ago, I went on a journey, essentially, to grow in vulnerability. Yeah. And you've seen that.
0: You've done a great job of that. that.
1: That walk out. But, you know, I mean, I had some thick walls. I had the walls of Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like, Y'all can tell me about how you feel, but I ain't telling you how I feel, Yeah. and it's just not good. Uh, because anytime you hold all that stuff in, it comes out in bad ways, right? Yeah. So learn how to be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, Luke 12, 2 says, nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or mm-hmm. hidden that will not be known. Right. Therefore, whatever you have said in dark shall be heard in light, Ooh. and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. Ooh.
1: Somebody needs to text this to some folks you know. Hey, I heard you talking. Yeah. That jive. Yeah. Check out Luke. Here's the thing. You're better off bringing it into the light now and not hide that stuff because it's going to come out. The Bible already says it. The Bible says whatever you're doing in secret is coming out. Yeah. So be vulnerable up front. Be willing to talk about things in the dating construct. Before you get into marriage, because when you get into marriage, if you got secrets, let me tell you, they will destroy you. I remember one, um, I remember one person telling me that anything that's done in the dark is not of God.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna let that one marinate. Yeah. Anything that's done in the dark is not of God, because we know God is a God of light. God is a God that he wants things to be revealed. Well, I'm embarrassed about it. Or I'm ashamed of it. That's Okay. God already knows about it.
0: And you can't let your fear of rejection mm. al- not allow you to show up often authentically in your relationship. Right. right. So a lot of times our fear is like, well, if I share this part of myself, like they may be gone. Right. Well, it's gonna Bye. hurt, but it's gonna hurt so much less doing right. it at the front and letting, giving them the opportunity to decide right. instead of con- trying to control the narrative get into a deeper relationship and right. then reveal it. And then they're, they feel some kind of way because it feels like entrapment and then you feel rejected. Ooh. And so it causes a lot of bitterness. That's and so right. it's so much easier just to be like, this is me, this is where I'm at. God loves me. He's redeemed certain areas of my life that hurt and you can love it or you can leave it. That's right.
1: So Speak those words. Because here's the thing, if they walk away because you're being authentic, let them walk away.
0: Let them walk.
1: Tell them bye. Open the door for them. If they no, walk don't away kick because don't you've kick been him. vulnerable, you don't, you don't want that person in your life. Yeah. You wanna be able to be open and honest with that person and then receive you as you truly are. Here's the last question that you should ask yourself. Is Christ number one in my life? Is Christ number one? Not in their life, you can't control their life, right? But you can control yours. Is God number one? If God is not number one, you will fall for all types of stuff. Matthew chapter six, verse 33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first. Even as you're looking for somebody, don't go to Tinder first. Don't go to eHarmony first. Don't go to Plenty of Fish first. Don't go to Hinge first. Don't go to... Keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't know the rest of it. Let me tell you how bad this is. I had to look up, how do people meet each other? (laughs) Don't go there first, go to God first. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek God first, because God is probably working on the one that he intends for you to be with. So go to the source, seek God first, and then all this stuff will be added to you. If you enter into a dating relationship and God is optional, it's not going to end up well, Yeah. right? Because you need God.
0: And a lot of your, I feel like a lot of the issues that we have in our relationships, um, friendships, familial relationships, romantic relationships, all of those horizontal relationships, any of those struggles um, usually are a symptom of... Uh, so a glitch in your vertical relationship with right. God. So if it's like, hey, I'm having a trouble with vulnerability, there's something probably there right. with God that needs to be healed or redeemed or brought right. to light. So using right. that, hey, God's at the center and it's so much easier to navigate oh, relationships sure. that way. Yeah.
1: So what we wanted to do is we're not, you know, we didn't want to get up here and talk about like how you meet somebody and the specifics. Because again, um, God will, if you, if you trust the Lord, you trust him with your heart, You made yourself available. You can meet people in all types of different ways. It may be here at church. First of all, start here. How many singles we got in the house? Make some noise.
0: Hey, there we go.
1: So you know you got options, right? Right. (laughs) So so there are a lot of single people here, right? And a lot of them would like to be in a relationship. Some don't, and that's okay, but some do. This is a great place to meet somebody. But be open to God revealing the one. Absolutely. I was shopping for shoes when I met Chinese. Like we weren't intentionally like, okay, let's go, uh, uh, let's go meet up at the mall. At, it, it literally was just we were doing uh, what we do in our own individual lives, seeking the kingdom sure. of God, and then God brought us together. So that could be your story. So don't try to pigeonhole where you're gonna meet somebody, be open to that. So we didn't really wanna talk about like the specifics, but we do wanna talk about, hey, if you're going to date somebody in a Christian, from a Christian perspective, here's some red flags. Here's some things that you should look out for. Here's some things that you should second guess a little bit. And then take some evaluation of yourself. Hey, let me evaluate myself to see, listen, if you wanna catch, you gotta be a catch. Ooh,
0: that's a word. That's a word. You know what I'm saying? You were a catch.
1: Oh, you were too. Oh,
0: nice. And
1: I'm glad I caught you.
0: Oh, I'm glad to be caught.
1: (laughs) I do very much love you. I love you too. And so like, it's like, you have to be, if you want to catch, you got to be a catch, right? Like, don't expect something from somebody else that you ain't willing to put the work in. Sure. Right? If you want somebody that's motivated, you got to be motivated. If you want somebody that has ambition, you got to have ambition. If you want somebody that's not lazy, you can't. Like, if you're fine with someone lazy, then go ahead, be lazy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But expect what you expect, expect of yourself as well. Mm. Amen? Amen. And most of all, trust God. Yeah. Man, I'm however old. I wasn't about to say an age, y'all. God knows. He knows the desires of your heart. And pray. Trust God. Be available. Uh, also, here's a side note like, don't be afraid to go meet some people. Right. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, like, yo, man, look out for me. Like, <laughs> I'm single, I'm looking for somebody. This is what I'm looking for. Be open to God connecting Mm -hmm. you with the right one. And he will. He will. And he will. Absolutely. If you trust in him. Absolutely. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for all uh, the singles that we have in this room that are in this season and maybe they are looking Uh, to date somebody, or they may already be in a dating relationship, or they'd like to get married, I pray that you would give them clear insights and vision on what a good, healthy relationship should be. And if there's any funkiness there, I pray that you'd give them the strength to just break it off, God, that you would let them see their own worth in your eyes, God, that they would not just fall prey to whoever's available, but that they would truly, truly, truly seek you first and depend on you. We thank you so much, God, for what you're doing in the lives of all of our singles and those that are dating and even our married folks, Lord. I pray that uh, in all the marriages, God, that you would rekindle that fire, that connection, Lord God, that they would see the fun in marriage, that they would enjoy dating again, that they would enjoy the, the nuances, God, of, of getting to know each other again. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. Keep your hand in protection and grace on all of the mothers here today. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Embassy City Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Urban. If you'd like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you have a great week. Thanks for listening today.